Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. So many of you want to get into a meal prep routine this new year, and for good reason. Meal prep is a game changer for making meals easier all week long. But one of the biggest mistakes I see people make when they jump into meal prep is going in too hard too soon and prepping so much that they overwhelm themselves and they don't want to prep again. Or prepping things that don't make enough of an impact on their daily life that they don't want to go back and prep again. And that's what I want to talk about today. I'm going to share with you eight specific, like, I'll give you the recipe or tell you how to prep them or tell you where to find them. Go to meal prep ingredients and recipes I use on the regular to make meals easier all week long. Does cooking feel like a struggle more often than you want to admit? Do school lunches get boring after the third week and even cereal for breakfast sometimes feels like too much effort? let alone feeding yourself and your family meals with vegetables they'll actually eat? If you're a busy mama like me, you can probably relate. I'm Chris Dovniak, and welcome to My Healthy Mama Kitchen. I'm a trained chef, culinary nutritionist, and mama of two, and I'm here to guide you in making healthy eating easy and accessible by simplifying your meal plan, demystifying meal prep, taking the stress out of weeknight dinners, and helping you learn to cook your family delicious, nutrient-dense meals along the way, without spending hours in the kitchen or thousands of dollars a month at Whole Foods. In this podcast, I'm here to share my best tips, tools, and hacks for your real-life Healthy Mama kitchen with a side of humor and sometimes a little bit of spice. So grab your favorite apron and let's get cooking. Welcome back to the Healthy Mama Kitchen podcast. I'm Chris Dovniak, your host. I'm a trained chef and busy mom, and I'm here to help you take the stress out of weekday meals. When I first started meal prepping, back even before I had kids, the purpose of my meal prep was to balance healthy eating with my busy life as a personal chef. I shared more of my story in an episode I shared back in the fall about my five meal prep essentials. But essentially, I started prepping because I found myself in this rut of working super long days, creating really delicious, healthy meals for other people, and then just eating the scraps for myself. I would either eat you know, bits and pieces for lunch, or I would completely skip breakfast altogether. And we were getting takeout several times a week. My husband can vouch for this that we couldn't afford as, you know, young 
professionals in a big city. We lived in Toronto. And so it was easy to get takeout, but I wasn't feeling good. I was struggling with digestive issues and hormone imbalances. And so I needed to get my health back on track. And I was working with a nutritionist and he was giving me all of these suggestions for things that I should be eating to support my gut and to support my hormones. And so I was like, all right, I need to actually make a routine out of this. So I started prepping some very specific items. I was pre-prepping proteins for myself to eat on my commute into the city. I was pre-prepping lunches to have during the day so I wasn't just eating scraps. And I was focusing on ingredients for slow cooker dinners on work nights. And that's kind of what I rinsed and repeated every single week. And it worked for me at the time. I spent a couple of hours on a Sunday or whatever my first day of the week was because it varied based on whatever clients I had and what was going on in my life. And it truly did make my life easier and help to support my health goals, which is why I stuck with it. When I became a mom, I started prepping again. Actually, I started prepping even before my babies were born. If you check out episode 341 on freezer prep, I share with you how I prepped for baby and how you can prep if you are in that stage of having a baby. And then once I became a mom and I was confident enough that I could get back into a meal prep routine, it was to simplify eating healthy as a busy mom. Simple as that. Probably the reason most of you also want to get into a meal prep routine. But I realized very quickly that I needed to be more strategic because my life was much more full and time was and still is really limited. And that's what I find deters many people from meal prepping. It's the overwhelm of I don't have enough time or the I don't want to eat the same thing over and over again, which I totally get. And meal prep truly does not need to take all day. It's why I talk about my one hour meal prep. And you definitely don't need to eat the same thing over and over again either. There's even options with lunch and breakfast, though I will admit I'm a creature of habit with these. I tend to eat similar breakfasts and lunches week to week, not every week. I'll change it up week to week. But during the week, I tend to eat the same thing. I just find it easier because I like done for me healthy options during busy weekdays. But the key is that meal prep gives you options. It creates convenience where meals can feel like anything but convenient. It gives you the opportunity to throw together really quick meals without grabbing takeout or heading to the drive-thru on the way to school or work or whatever activity you might have with your kids if you homeschool or you're in the early mom stages. If you want to feed your family well, but it feels overwhelming to make anything but toast, meal prep is here for you to make your life easier and to make healthy meals easier. But even if you believe all of that, which likely you do if you're listening to this episode and you're interested in getting into that meal prep routine, I know that conceptualizing this, figuring out what specific types of foods to prep can be really daunting. Where do you even start? Definitely check out my episode on the five meal prep essentials I mentioned earlier, which will help to give you a guiding point on the five things that you can customize for yourself to make meals easier all week long. I will link that in the show notes. But today I want to take you into my own kitchen and share with you six specific meal prep items, ingredients, or recipes that I prep regularly and why and how I use them to save time during the week the type of recipes I use them for. We're going to get into it today, and I'm going to share with you exactly what I prep and how I use it. Now, if you follow me over on Instagram, if you don't yet, I'm at Healthy Mama Chris over on Instagram. I just came back after a couple month break. I actually ended up coming back earlier than I had planned on because I really wanted to share my New Year's meal prep with you. 
Sharing my weekly meal prep has become my favorite thing to share over on Instagram. Typically, I will take you through my meal prep start to finish. I'll either clip in little bits of what I'm doing or sometimes I'll like speed it up to 10x. You can see everything that I do during the week. And they've become my most popular reels that I share as well. I have one that has over 55,000 views because I think it's sometimes hard to, like I said, conceptualize, okay, what do you actually do in that hour? So definitely head over to Instagram at Healthy Mama Chris to see some examples of how I put this into action. But one thing I get comments on occasionally, not a lot, is you prep the same thing over and over again. And I'm like, yeah, of course I prep the same thing over and over again because these are my staples that help me to make meals easier. I am not the like meal prep influencer that you were going to follow and see me prepping brand new recipes every single week. Now, I am a recipe developer. I create recipes every single week for the Healthy Mama Cooking Club for dinners, but I intersperse those recipes with our family's staples. And I also need to eat breakfast and lunch, and so do my kids. And so I tend to prep the same things over and over again, but it doesn't mean we're eating the same things over and over again. We're using them in different meals. So that is really where I want to start today. And I want to encourage you, once you find those base items that you can kind of rinse and repeat each week, like I did way back when I was a personal chef. It doesn't have to be that specific. And there are there is more than one way that you can meal prep. I have a whole episode on the three styles of meal prep. If you're curious, I will also link that down below. At the end of the episode, I'm going to share with you a bunch of episodes that will give you that head start on more info to get into your meal prep routine this new year. But I wanted to share that the items that I'm sharing with you today are based on my one-hour meal prep and really mostly ingredients that go into other meals. So my one-hour meal prep method is a combination prep method where I prep some ingredients and I will also batch cook some items as well. So I do a little bit of both to give me that head start for the week. I have an episode on prioritizing your prep from 2021, but it still applies today. So again, I'll link all those episodes in the show notes and share more with you at the end of the episode. But these are items that go into other meals to give you that head start for the week. As always, you'll find links to any of these recipes that are on my website. You can find all my recipes at healthymamachris.com slash recipes, or many of them are also in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If they are not on my website, you can be guaranteed they're in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club or a couple of them are in cookbooks in the cooking club, but for the most part, they're all in the recipe vault in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. So let's jump into my kitchen and I'm gonna share with you eight specific meal prep items, recipes, or ingredients I prep regularly, why I use them, and how I use them to save time during the week. Okay, item number one is probably not gonna be a surprise if you have been around here any length of time, but it's shredded chicken. I love making shredded chicken. I make it in the Instant Pot. You can also make it in the slow cooker, put it on in the morning, and then it's ready in the afternoon. Or you can make it on the stovetop as well. It just takes a little bit longer. So for me, I just add a few chicken breasts to the bottom of my Instant Pot cover with typically broth. You can also do this with water, but it's obviously much more flavorful if you use broth. And a little bit of salt. I usually use unsalted broth because I make my own homemade chicken broth. Uh, if it's a low sodium, I'll just do a little bit of salt. I never use full sodium chicken broth. And any of my recipes I share are always low sodium chicken broth because I like to control the amount of seasoning I add in my food. So I will pop the lid on 
So that's all I do. Chicken breast, cover with broth, a little bit of salt, lid on 25 minutes, let it naturally release. And then I remove it from the liquid, shred it, and then I will add a little bit more liquid back to store it so that it keeps it moist for use throughout the week. Now I use chicken breast for this, but you can also use boneless, skinless chicken thighs. It just kind of depends on your preference. I prefer chicken thighs in terms of flavor because they do have more fat content and they do have more flavor because they're near that bone. However, my family, or at least my kids, typically prefer the chicken breast. So that's what we go with because I'm adding them to recipes that are going to add a ton of flavor anyway. So some of the recipes I use them in, a lot of these are recipes you've heard me talk about before. My chicken soup or chicken noodle soup, which is typically how we serve it. Green chili chicken enchiladas white chicken chili, my new chicken tortilla soup. I'm sharing this recipe on my website in a couple weeks. If you are a part of my New Year's meal prep class, which I know if you're listening to this episode afterwards, that class is already over. Um, But if you're my New Year's meal prep class, I am sharing that recipe with you first. But I typically make this by adding in the boneless, skinless chicken thighs to the broth and simmering them in there. But as a shortcut, I also tried it using some shredded rotisserie chicken and it worked really well. So that's a great shortcut as well. My chicken wild rice soup, my cheesy chicken and broccoli skillet pasta. That recipe is in the cooking club fall, no, winter family meal plan or my quinoa chicken and broccoli casserole, which is actually as of this episode airing on my website. We're not huge fans of casseroles in my house, but my kids are a big fan of quinoa. So I have two quinoa casseroles that we make pretty frequently, that quinoa chicken and broccoli casserole, and then my quinoa fajita casserole, which has been around for years and years. And my kids really like that one as well. So both of those use shredded chicken. And then also my skillet chicken pot pie uses shredded chicken as well. But any soups that have chicken in them, I'll typically use this as a shortcut. It's kind of like creating your own much less expensive shortcut for getting meals on the table faster. So shredded chicken is just so, so versatile. If you don't want to shred the chicken yourself, you can also buy a rotisserie chicken that counts as meal prep, okay? And just shred it up, put it in a container, and use it in multiple meals. Episode 348 will take you through 30 different ways to use shredded rotisserie chicken. Uh, Oh, another one I forgot to mention too was chicken tostadas. We love tostadas. I'm going to mention more about tostadas later. If you don't know what a tostada is, it's like a toasted crispy tortilla and you add your any of your taco toppings on. It's kind of like an open faced taco. And so we will use shredded chicken for that as well with a really good sauce, which I'll talk about in a bit. So those are the main things we use shredded chicken for. You can also use it for chicken salad for lunches and I will oftentimes use it to add to other salads, like grain-based salads that might not have a lot of protein to them and just add in a little boost of protein. Okay, item number two, turkey or beef taco meat. We all love tacos, right? But I love tacos in different ways. And I actually have a really solid example of how much this one particular item has made a difference in my life very recently. Now, I'm going to reveal to you how quickly I'm turning out episodes these days. Life has been crazy because I shared this on my Instagram last week. But I was, well, last week when you listened to this, it is yesterday (laughs) when you are listening to this now. But I was working on putting on the final touches on the cooking club winter family meal plan and cookbook. And all of a sudden I look up. So I'm working at my computer. Right. And it is 625. And 
my husband was in our room working and the kids were hanging out. So there was no like mass uproar. Like, where is dinner? But there was a second where I was like, well, we might as well grab takeout. And then I very quickly remembered that I had meal prepped and I had ingredients in the fridge ready to go, which is usually the case for us. But we're coming out of the holidays and I had been out of my routine in the last couple of weeks. But I had committed to getting back into my meal prep routine as soon as the new year hit because I just I know how much easier it makes busy weeknights. So like last night, for instance, I had prepped some turkey taco meat for my Tex-Mex sweet potato turkey taco pie recipe, which is still my top recipe on my website. I had doubled it so I could make chipotle turkey taco bowls, and we're going to have those tonight. And I also pre-chopped some sweet potatoes. So all I had to do for dinner was boil and mash the sweet potatoes. I do it in the food processor, so it's very fast. Put it all together with some cheese and pop it in the oven for a few to reheat. And dinner was done before 7 p.m. So from me looking at the clock at 625 going, oh, crap, I've got to make dinner and then gathering all the ingredients from the fridge. I even took a couple minutes to talk to Instagram during that time and getting it on the table. It was less than 30 minutes. So realistically, if we had ordered takeout the minute I realized that it was already 625, it wouldn't have gotten to us even if we had door dashed it in that time. So dinner was done. It was nourishing. We've got some really great ingredients. We've got the turkey taco meat. I use my homemade taco seasoning, sweet potatoes, some Mexican shredded cheese. That's basically it. It's so simple. I do some jalapenos on top, but it's so flavor packed and everyone loves it. And it took less than 30 minutes thanks to meal prep. And truly, this is the power of prepping ahead. It's not about spending your entire weekend making everything ahead unless that's what you need, unless you are a shift worker and you truly don't have time to make meals during the week and you want to batch cook everything ahead of time, which I fully respect. That works for some people. That's literally what I do as a personal chef. It's about what I said before. It's about creating your own convenience, giving yourself the shortcuts and the head starts you need for those easier, healthy meals all week long, even when you're kind of stuck in that, oh my gosh, it's 6.30 moment. It's about prepping enough to make meals easier and prepping the things that are going to make a difference, like the things that I'm sharing with you today. So what do I make with my turkey taco meat or my beef taco meat? We just kind of switch it up based on what we're feeling. So that Tex-Mex sweet potato turkey taco pie I mentioned, the longest name for the simplest recipe. Chipotle turkey bowls I mentioned, those are in the cooking club. They might be on my website as well. So I will link that if I can. Obviously tacos, taco salad with some crispy tortilla strips on top. We use my cilantro jalapeno ranch or my chipotle ranch as the dressing for this recipe. Those are favorites in my family. Taco stuffed peppers. So we'll take peppers, cook them in the oven, stuff them with some rice and beans and that turkey taco meat or beef taco meat. Super tasty. A little bit of cheese on top. Tostadas, like I mentioned, we'll do beef tostadas often. And again, we will serve them up with one of our favorite sauces on top that typically I meal prep. Spoiler alert for number eight. <laughs> so how many different recipes is that with one pre-prepped ingredient? One, two, three, four, five, six. All right. One ingredient six potential recipes. Number three is sliced veggies, especially carrots and celery. I always have 
pre-sliced carrots and celery in my fridge in water. This keeps them the longest. I've had the question a couple times before, how long do they keep in water? Typically about two weeks, though we typically go through one jar a week. So you just have to drain the water after about five to seven days because the water will get kind of murky. They will slightly start to, they won't wilt. They'll stay crisp, but they will start to kind of curve a little bit in the water, which is why I like to do like three quarters of the way to the top with water, if not entirely covered with water. And it's fine. They're still good. They still taste good if they do start to kind of curve a little bit. But I don't keep them longer than two weeks. I wouldn't recommend keeping them longer for two weeks, but change the water. They will last for a couple of weeks. But I use these primarily for kids' lunches. They just make those mornings so much easier putting together a kid's lunch. Just having something already sliced and not having to take out the cutting board and slice anything in the morning is a game changer. We'll also use these as a quick start for dinner. They're really great to grab and create a quick soup if I don't have something planned. So we only plan for five days during the week. And then one day is typically a leftovers night. But sometimes life happens and we eat more than we thought we would and we don't have a dinner option. And so that's where shortcuts come in or making a really easy recipe on the fly. So I will chop up some carrots and celery, grab an onion, and that's the start to whatever soup I can make with whatever we have on hand. I will also oftentimes chop mirepoix if we are planning on making a soup or a stew. So mirepoix is your carrot, celery, onion. And it's worth mentioning that the bulk of my prep I do week to week is vegetables. It's simply pre-preparing vegetables, whether it's chopping up those sweet potatoes for the Tex-Mex sweet potato turkey taco pie or slicing up some cabbage to use in a couple meals. This last week, we use cabbage or we are using cabbage in those chipotle turkey bowls tonight. And then we also used it for Korean beef tacos. I also love it in a homemade slaw. My peanut chicken salad, I use the shredded chicken for that for easy lunches as well. But most of my prep during the week or sorry, on the weekend, most of my weekend prep is just prepping vegetables so that vegetables are easily accessible to use for meals during the week. So I'll chop up broccoli to use in bowls or cauliflower for cauliflower mash or peppers for a fajita recipe that I'm doing. So just prepping the vegetables ahead makes such a difference in getting those vegetables on the table. So I always do the carrots and celery. I refresh them whenever we need them for lunches or also for quick start dinners. And just vegetables are the number one thing I do. So I go through each one of my meals for the week and I go, okay, what vegetables or vegetable sides do I need for these? And that is what I spend most of my prep time on. Number four is pan-seared chicken. Yes, I'm including chicken twice because it's just so versatile. My recipe for perfect pan-seared chicken is on my website. It's very, very easy. Typically, I will butterfly the chicken, pan-sear it in a cast iron pan, and then cover it, let it finish cooking on the stovetop. But if I'm going to do a whole chicken breast, chicken breasts are pretty big these days, then I will pan-sear it and then finish it in the oven and use that for things like chicken salad. I have a new chicken salad recipe coming out later this week that I've been obsessed with. It's an apple walnut dill chicken salad and I love my cranberry pecan chicken salad sometimes I'll use shredded chicken for that as well copycat trader joe's wine country chicken salad is on my website cucumber dill chicken salad I love dill and chicken salad if you can't tell so I oftentimes will make chicken salad for lunches 
We will also make salads for dinners. We love doing a DIY Cobb salad, so I use pretty much all prepped ingredients for that. So we'll do greens, the pan-seared chicken, I'll cook up some bacon, hard-cooked eggs that I typically prep ahead, my homemade herb ranch dressing, and then typically we do red onion. We'll do tomatoes as well. We'll also use the pan-seared chicken for my copycat Panera Green Goddess salad with pickled onions, which are also a staple in our house. I didn't add those to the list, but we definitely make pickled onions often in our meal prep or I'll just make it, you know, in the afternoon. I'm like, oh, shoot, we're out of pickled onions. I've got to make more because my six-year-old eats half a jar at a time. Um, So the green goddess salad, the DIY Cobb salad, chicken salads. And then we also use pan-seared chicken for quick bowls. I love bowls. I have a whole bowls ebook that is actually... Well, it's not out right now, so I guess that was kind of a teaser. I'm actually in the process of redoing that and doing a version two, so that'll be out probably early February. Um, So we'll throw together a quick Greek-style bowl with some chopped Greek salad over some couscous or some quinoa with a yogurt sauce on top, some feta cheese, some olives. We'll do an Asian-style bowl, so maybe we'll use some teriyaki sauce, my miso maple tahini sauce. Usually we do some roasted broccoli, maybe some edamame. Sometimes we'll do shredded carrots and we'll do like a pickled carrot situation, a quick pickled carrots. So good. It's all about the toppings and the sauce, really. When it comes to a bowl, it's whatever base you want and then you add your proteins. I have an episode that will be coming up soon on bowls because I get asked often for recipes that work for picky eaters and my favorite, favorite, favorite one is a base meal that you can make one meal or one base and have a whole bunch of different options for the different family members so there's no food fights. Let the kids add whatever they want. Hopefully it's more than just like cheese and quinoa, but you know what? They're choosing what they want. They're being exposed to the other foods and there's no food fights. So bowls are huge in our house. We're going to take a quick break to hear from this week's sponsors. It's the new year and we're all thinking about new routines and habits, right? I've shared this before and I'll share it again. The hardest habit for me is drinking enough water. So I'm always looking for ways to make drinking more water easier so I don't even have to think about it. It's why I got a giant 40-ounce water cup and it's why I'm obsessed with my AquaTrue countertop water filter. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and are specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. PFAs are found in almost 45% of U.S. tap water, and I'm grateful that AquaTrue is certified to remove these contaminants. And the filters are affordable and long-lasting, which is awesome. No changing filters every two to three months. AquaTrue filters last from six months to two years. It's even portable, making it perfect for renters like us or for college dorms. So if you have kids going off to college in the fall, this would be a good thing to start thinking about. Not to mention, the water actually tastes so good, I find myself actually wanting to sip from my giant water cup. I can truly taste the difference compared with previous water filters and definitely from tap water. And it makes me feel good knowing that my family is drinking clean water free of contaminants. We always fill up my kids' water bottles before they go to school or before my daughter goes to sailing with our AquaTrue filtered water. And because I know if you're like me, you want to make sure you're making the right purchases for your family, AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and it even makes a great gift. Today, my listeners receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A. 
com and enter code HEALTHYMAMA at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use code HEALTHYMAMA. Item number five is muffins. Specifically, my coconut flour banana chocolate chip muffins are the muffins that my family has been obsessed with forever. They're kind of small and a little bit dense, but not in a not in a dry way in the least bit. They're super, super moist, and they're really filling as a little snack or a quick breakfast, which is why I thought they were worth mentioning today. I love muffins because my kids can take a quick healthy muffin on the go with them. If, you know, maybe they've woke up a little bit late, we try and get them up on time for school, but life happens. Or my daughter's running off to sailing on a Saturday or in the afternoon after school. They love a quick muffin for a snack when they come home from school. They are ravenous when they come home from school. And having something that I feel good about the ingredients is really, really great. And it's also budget friendly as well because kid snacks are pricey, even when you buy them in bulk at Costco like we do. So we love the coconut flour, banana chocolate chip muffins. We love oat flour muffins. And most recently, my cranberry orange muffins. Those are in the winter family meal plan in the cooking club. But there are so many healthy muffin recipes out there. I had a conversation with Heather from Fit Mama Real Food last year on her muffin cookbook. So she has a whole cookbook with healthy muffins. So that's a great resource. Tasha from The Natural Nurturer also has some really awesome veggie packed muffins. So definitely find a great muffin recipe that you love, that your kids love, especially one that's packed with some nutrients. And it's a really, really great meal prep item. I also love making egg muffins as well. Some people call these egg cups, egg bites. I've always called them egg muffins, but I kind of switch up my wording, you know, SEO and people searching things on the on the blog. But I always call them muffins because you make them in little silicone muffin cups. But those are a go to for me for quick breakfast because it's a really easy way to pack in some veggies and a ton of protein. I have a brand new recipe coming out in a couple weeks for roasted red pepper and spinach egg cups. That one's already in that winter meal plan for cooking club members. And it's also going to be in that New Year's meal prep class as well. But I know a lot of you aren't listening to this as, you know, in real time. So that recipe is going to be on my website very soon. And I just love them as a really quick protein packed option. Now, they aren't something that you're going to be using in more than one situation. Though You could have them as a snack. I typically have them for breakfast. My six-year-old also likes them. My husband likes them as well. I want to try and stick to recipes that are things you can kind of use for multiple meals or I guess ingredients you can use for multiple meals in this episode, but they're worth noting as well. Number six is a pre-prepped grain like quinoa or farro. I love farro. It is my favorite grain probably. Yeah, it's probably my favorite grain. I don't eat a ton of grains. I'm just not a huge fan and they haven't always worked for my digestion. Farro is an ancient grain. It is not gluten-free. It is a cousin of wheat, an ancient cousin of wheat. So if you're gluten-free, farro doesn't work, but you could also use brown rice, like short grain brown rice instead of farro. You could pre-cook that as well. I prefer pre-cooking brown rice and using that in different recipes than white rice, even though I prefer the flavor of white rice and I find white rice is better for my digestion as well. But I use my rice cooker for the white rice and I don't feel like it takes me a ton of time during the week. With grains like farro or quinoa, I will use the rice cooker 
for quinoa, I like to prep those ahead and use them in other meals. So my beef and farro soup I've mentioned so many times on this podcast, my almost autumn farro salad. I've also mentioned that a bunch of times. I have a new roasted veggie and citrus farro salad with olives. It's a great salty, sweet juxtaposition in the winter meal plan I just put out. But farro is a really great base for bowls, my honey mustard chicken bowl recipe as well. It's really hearty and chewy and I love it. And it's it does take a little bit of time, about 20, 25 minutes to cook, depending on what type of farro you buy. So it's a great one to meal prep. And because it is heartier, it holds up really well to reheating and using throughout the week. I also love pre-cooking quinoa. Like I mentioned, I cook that in the rice cooker. Again, we're not huge casserole fans, but there are a couple my family loves, that quinoa broccoli casserole I mentioned and quinoa fajita casserole. Both of those are on my website. But what I tend to use quinoa the most for is for a base for bowls. Again, my kid's favorite. We love to turn it into a quinoa tabbouleh for Greek meatball bowls. We will use it in place of couscous for harissa chicken bowls and my sheep pan shawarma chicken as well and turn that into a bowl with some feta and some yogurt sauce. We love that recipe. That one's also on my website. But my kids tend to prefer quinoa over couscous, which is funny because I love couscous. But we will make a big batch of quinoa. My kids will actually eat it for breakfast. My mom started this. I don't know. She doesn't eat quinoa for breakfast. But for some reason, at one point in time, they had leftover quinoa and the kids asked for it for breakfast. So they eat it at my mom's house for breakfast. And so sometimes they'll eat it at our house for breakfast as well. But it's a great grain that has actually it's a pseudo grain that has plant-based protein in it so I don't mind them having it as part of their breakfast but a big batch of quinoa is a really good base for bowls. Number seven is meatballs. My family loves a good meatball. We have so many meatball recipes on the website and in the cooking club. Everything from my five ingredient meatballs to my curried sweet potato turkey meatballs to my Greek meatballs. So many meatball recipes and They love them, but they feel like they can take a while during the week. And so I really love making them in my meal prep and then using them during the week. They also freeze really well. I do have a slow cooker pesto meatball recipe coming to the cooking club in a couple weeks, which is one you can just pop in the slow cooker so you can make them ahead of time, put them in the fridge, pop them in the slow cooker and have them done with the sauce at the end of the day. It's a game changer. But I'll cook meatballs ahead of time during my meal prep and we will serve it over spaghetti squash. I love to prep spaghetti squash during my meal prep as well. Meatball subs as well for leftover meatballs. We'll serve it over bonza pasta for some extra protein with some roasted uh, roasted broccoli usually on the side, but any roasted vegetables work. We'll serve them in bowls as well. We'll do that quinoa as a base, serve it or rice, serve those sweet potato curry turkey meatballs with some tahini sauce and some roasted vegetables as well. They're also really great for a shortcut in a shortcut wrap version. So I have some barbecue meatball wraps, buffalo meatball wraps, Greek meatball wraps. All of those are in the cooking club as well. And those are just really great, easy throw together. What do we have in the fridge? We have some leftover meatballs. We have some pita bread. You could even do it. You can even do like a non-bread. Oh my gosh. Something we've done before is a non-bread pizza and you chop up the meatballs and put it on top. So good. You've got like a meatball pizza situation. So they, you can use them in so many different ways. But even if it's just over spaghetti squash or over pasta, making them ahead is going to save you time during the week. But I always recommend if you are going to meal prep a protein, make enough to use it for multiple meals. 
there's kind of no reason to just prep it for one meal. Prep something you can use more than once. That is going to be the game changer. And last but not least, number eight is homemade sauces. There are three in particular I make over and over again with a couple runners up that I'm also gonna share with you. The first one that I make the most often, my six-year-old calls yummy sauce. Not to be confused with yum yum sauce, but she literally refers to it as yummy sauce. Mommy, can you make yummy sauce for me to dip my carrots in for school lunches? Uh, Absolutely, kid. What else can I put on the meal plan to use my cilantro jalapeno ranch or cilantro jalapeno sauce? I don't know if it can technically be called a ranch, but like, what is the definition of a ranch? It's a creamy dressing, right? So this is our family's absolute favorite dressing. No, it is not too spicy. It is not too cilantro-y. It's kind of a little bit of both, but not too much of anything. It's so good. I'm going to toot my own horn with this one. My family's obsessed. So we will use this as a dip for veggies for the kids, probably first and foremost. We'll use this as a taco salad dressing. Remember those tacos that I mentioned earlier, the taco meat I mentioned earlier, and that taco salad? We're pulling it all together. Homemade sauces are such a game changer because they add so much flavor. And if you prep one protein and you prep one sauce, you can make so many different meals with that protein and the sauce together or separately. So I think protein, vegetables, and then sauce as a bonus are a really great place to start. I always talk about protein and produce as the place to start with your meal prep, but I would like to add sauce to the mix as a next step because it just adds so much flavor to your meals. I think sauces are one of those things when you start making your own homemade sauces with real food ingredients, it saves you money and it makes you want to eat meals at home. Okay, so let's go back to the yummy sauce. I went off on a tangent about sauces, but I have a whole episode on sauces, by the way, episode 329. I'll link that in the show notes because sauces are just so good and they just add so much flavor. And obviously, with my bowls book, I've got so many sauces in there. I think the original one had 12 sauces. The new one's going to have like 20. I I can't guarantee that, but it's going to have a lot. (laughs) So we'll use that cilantro jalapeno ranch on shortcut hot honey chicken salads. That is one of the easiest recipes. Basically, I just take some pre-cooked chicken. So typically I'll do pre-cooked breaded chicken, pop it in the air fryer and top it with some hot honey when it comes out. And then I will just chop up some slaw mix and some pickles and then add the cilantro jalapeno ranch dressing to that as the dressing, toss it. And then I will add, I think I had some green onions to it as well. And then I will add the chicken on top, a little extra drizzle of the ranch. And it's such an easy salad. It's so good. We'll make pulled pork nachos and serve the cilantro jalapeno ranch as the drizzle on top of the nachos as well. You can do this with regular pulled pork, obviously without barbecue sauce on it. Or, I mean, you could do it with barbecue. You could do barbecue nachos, I guess. So don't knock until you try it, right? But also, I love to make salsa verde pork and we'll use leftover for pulled pork nachos or enchiladas as well. The cilantro jalapeno ranch is a great drizzle. It's also good on those salsa verde pork bowls as well. The next sauce I make most often is a chipotle ranch. So this is probably my family's second favorite. Again, not too spicy, but you can make it spicier if you want it spicier. 
The dairy-free version of this sauce I like to make is my cashew cream sauce, and that recipe is on my website. And I will replace the lime, ju the lemon juice with lime juice, and then add in a tablespoon of chopped chipotles, more if you want it spicier. Same recipe, and it makes a chipotle lime cashew cream sauce, which also works great as a drizzle. We'll use this on my shortcut chicken tostadas as a dressing on those Tex-Mex taco bowls I've mentioned a couple times. Again, pulling it all together. Those, the shortcut chicken tostadas with pre-cooked chicken or rotisserie chicken, pre-cooked shredded chicken or rotisserie chicken, the Tex-Mex taco bowls with that taco meat and this dressing I mentioned, my chili lime mango shrimp tacos with some shredded cabbage you've meal prepped, okay, and you can serve the dressing on top of that. It's also the base dressing for my Southwest pasta salad when it's pasta salad season as well. And then the last dressing we make the most often is my herb ranch dressing. Yes, I, I am sharing three ranch dressings with you, but they're homemade ranch dressings. They don't have any weird icky ingredients in them. I use avocado oil mayo, sour cream or Greek yogurt, apple cider vinegar, or lime juice, depending on the recipe, fresh herbs, garlic powder, onion powder, sea salt, super simple. So I will use the herb ranch on barbecue chicken bowls. Oh my gosh, ranch is so good with anything barbecue. Also, my buffalo roasted chickpea tostadas. That recipe is on my website as well. DIY cob salads we'll use the herb ranch for as well. It's also the base dressing for my BLT pasta salad, which is a go-to meal prep pasta salad during pasta salad season as well. So the homemade sauces aren't a base like something like a pre-prepped protein or a grain is, but they do make a huge difference in saving you time and adding flavor. I think a big complaint that I hear from people when it comes to trying to switch to eating more real food is, well, now I have to make everything myself. It's going to take so much time. And making these things ahead are one of those things that's going to help save you time. A couple runners up. For sauces I make often, my miso maple tahini sauce is good on any Asian-inspired bowl. A garlic herb yogurt sauce. Oh my gosh, all the ways I use a garlic herb yogurt sauce. So I mentioned those, the harissa chicken bowls. I mentioned the shawarma chicken bowls, Greek chicken bowls, Greek chicken wraps. They work for, gosh, pork souvlaki bowls. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. These are not in my notes. These are just things we use yogurt sauce for. I'll just do garlic and lemon juice sometimes and use that as a drizzle as well over pitas or over any sort of bowls. My Greek salmon it's really good over as well. Yeah, it's so good. We use it often. Also a sriracha or gochujang aioli as well. Basically just sriracha or gochujang. There are different types of either Thai or Korean hot sauce. And I will mix that with some avocado oil mayonnaise, some garlic, some lime juice, whisk that together. And it's such a tasty sauce. I'll use that on my ginger pork bowls, Korean beef tacos. It's really good in any Asian-inspired bowls in place of the miso maple tahini if you want some spice. It's also really good. I have a hot honey salmon bowl in the new winter cookbook in the cooking club. So we use that one often and have that in our fridge often as well. Like I mentioned, I have a whole episode on sauces. So if you want more sauce spiration, oh my gosh, why didn't I use that in that episode? I don't think I did. Maybe I did. If you want more sauce spiration, then uh, head to episode 329. So there you have it, friends. My top eight items I meal prep all the time. Seriously, I prep one of these 
every single week from pre-shredded chicken to taco meat, sliced veggies, pan-seared chicken, muffins, a grain like farro or quinoa, meatballs, and a homemade sauce. These are items that I prep all the time. And that's not even including things I prep often, like hard-cooked eggs I prep almost every week for snacks or quick breakfast. I mentioned egg cups that I prep often as well for breakfast and sometimes snacks. Energy balls for snacks I prep often as well. The list could go on and on, but today, primarily, I wanted to share those items that really contribute to multiple meals in multiple ways. Just one of these items prepped can make such a huge difference in your weekly meal routine this year. So if you want to get into that meal prep routine this year, I hope first and foremost, this was an inspiration on how just a couple of pre-prep things. I don't prep all of these things each week. Just to be clear that this is not like an example of my meal prep. I would take a couple of these items. For example, last week I prepped that turkey taco meat. I made a double batch. I also prepped some hard cooked eggs. I shredded up some cabbage. I prepped up, what other vegetables did I prep? The sweet potatoes for the Tex-Mex sweet potato turkey taco pie. I prepped a whole bunch, but it only took me an hour. And I had easy meals all week long. So pick and choose a couple of these items or other items that are going to help you work smarter, not harder in the kitchen. So first and foremost, I hope this was inspiration to you that a few items can make a huge difference in making meals easy throughout the week. And if you want to get into that routine this year, I want to share with you some additional episodes I think are going to be super helpful in getting you into your meal prep routine and two resources. One is free if you want to dive right in, but in a way that works. Remember, we are not diving in and trying to do all the things at once. We're starting small and building on our habit. My hope for you is that by the end of the year, you can consider yourself a meal prepper. You're someone who does a little bit of prep at the beginning of the week and your meals are not stressful during the week. So first of all, I want you to check out last week's episode. Okay, so episode 356, exactly how to start meal prepping this new year. It'll take you through step by step how to start that meal prep process. Then check out episode 339, the five things I meal prep every week to learn the five meal prep essentials and how to use them. Check out episode 338 on how I meal prep in just one hour a week, and you'll learn the bones of the one hour meal prep method. If you want a more detailed explanation, video tutorial on exactly how to utilize the one hour meal prep method, check out my one hour meal prep mini course. That link, as well as all of these episode links, will be in the show notes. This next one is not directly a meal prep episode, but it is definitely meal prep related. I want you to listen to episode 349, Mise en Place, One Simple Habit to Make Your Meals Happen Faster. If you listen to one episode to make your meals easier this year, it's that episode. I want you to listen to that episode where I explain to you and I break down exactly how to mise en place during dinner or during your meal prep to make meals easier. It is the chef's secret to getting meals on the table to you when you are the restaurant patron in a reasonable time. So definitely listen to episode 349. Episode 340, meal prep not working for you, will take you through the three styles of meal prep. If the one hour meal prep isn't what you're looking for, if you want to just prep ingredients, you don't want to do the combination prep. You don't want to batch cook anything. You just want to prep some 
vegetables or whatever it is, wherever you want to start, ingredient prep is a great place to start. And then you can move on from there. Some people just stick with ingredient prep. It'll take you through those three styles of meal prep, combination prep, that one hour meal prep I mentioned, ingredient prep, and also batch cooking if you do want to do a more extensive prep because that's what you need in this season. A couple of previous episodes from way back in 2021 that again still ring true today. The four P's of meal prep, steps you need to meal prep effectively. This will help you to learn from start to meal prep what you need to do in order to make your meal prep effective. Episode 193, prioritizing your meal prep, will help you to determine determine where you should start with your meal prep based on your life. And episode 195, Meal Prep Order of Operations, teaches you how to prep in the right order for more efficient prep. And of course, I promised you some resources as well. I just released a brand new five-day meal prep email series that will take you through how to figure out where you should start with meal prep to make the most of your meal prep. The three types of meal prep, how to simplify meal planning for meal prep, which is huge. I think we oftentimes forget that we need to plan before we prep. And then two options to start meal prepping this week, as well as my favorite food storage tips and my favorite meal prep containers. So head to the link in the show notes. It'll be the first link you see to get my five-day meal prep email series. Each day you'll be emailed a new, it's either a video or a tip on how to get started with meal prep. And of course, if you are ready to fully dive in to making meal prep work for you this year, if you want all of the steps, including how to prioritize your prep, details on each style, exactly how to execute each style of meal prep, the full Healthy Mama meal prep, one hour meal prep method, how to plan and shop strategically for your prep, how to plan and execute your prep efficiently, the five meal prep essentials, what to prep to actually make a difference, plus cooking basics from a trained chef. That's me. 15 plus cooking demos. There's actually more to come later this month being added as well. The full Healthy Mama Meal Prep Guide and three-week sample meal plan. The Healthy Mama Meal Prep Cookbook with 150 plus preppable recipes and 20 plus pages of printable guides, worksheets, so much. Then you've got to join us in the Healthy Mama Meal Prep Master Course. It's 25% off now through January 15th. It is 2024 right now as I'm recording this. If you are listening to this later, you can still get 10% off any of my courses using code podcast. But if you're listening to this before the sale ends, you can get 25% off my Healthy Mama Meal Prep Master Course. That's over $50 off using code New Year 24 or click the link in the show notes and you'll be taken right to the course. This is truly all the tools you need aside from kitchen equipment and meal prep containers, but I do share my favorites with you in the course as well. This is everything you need to succeed in meal prep this year because it's one thing to set the intention to listen to the podcast episode. It's another to know the exact steps you need and have the recipes to do it as well. So head to healthymamachris.com slash meal prep or click the link in the show notes. Use code NEWYEAR24 and get 25% off and dive into Healthy Mama Meal Prep.
But whether or not you join us in the meal prep course, friend, I am so thankful to have you here this year. I really want to help you make meals easier. That is the purpose of this podcast. And I'm so excited to continue to give you really awesome content on simplifying your meals through meal planning, meal prep, recipe ideas, shortcuts, and so much more in 2024. So thank you for being here. If this is your first episode or your 350-ish episode. Thank you for being here. Don't forget about that free five-day email series. We can stay connected via email or since I'm back on Instagram, I would love to stay connected with you over on Instagram. I'm at Healthy Mama Chris as well. That's what I have for you today. Until next time, happy prepping. Thank you for listening to Mommy's podcast. Friend, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Mama Kitchen Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you love to listen to podcasts so you never miss a cooking tip. If you've been loving this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It truly makes a difference in how many other busy cooks find this show and lets me know what you're loving and want to hear more of. For show notes and links to all the recipes and tools I mentioned, head to healthymamachris.com slash podcast. For daily eats, cooking tips, and family-friendly shortcut dinner ideas, be sure to follow along over on Instagram at Healthy Mama Chris. Remember, cooking for your family may not always feel easy, but it can be simple. <laughs>